Tuesday. Oh, la, la. Oh, goodness. Hey, it's Tuesday morning. It's Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We got a uh, copycat across the <laughs> table from me, Mo, and Matt here in the studio. And you. Our faithful right there. listeners. Our faithful listeners. We love you guys. <laughs> all, Without you. All seven of you. Hey. <laughs> We don't have nearly as many live as we do in the podcast version. Well, you know. But that's because we brought so many people from the podcast uh-huh. to the new show. Matt, I got to tell you, sometimes it's just easier to catch the chatty bits from the day before. Sure. Because it's early. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's early when it's yep. coming up. <sighs> yep. I get you. I get you. And my kids actually heard last week. The our discussion about me like wanting to play that whole Halloween prank on them where I steal the candy. <laughs> so guess what? I didn't get to play that Halloween prank because I forgot that I talked about that, and then they play. heard it. That's funny. <laughs> Coming up on today's show: October surprises, life questions as your parents age, and talking bananas. What? <laughs> but first, it is November sixth, and we got a few holidays to celebrate. Okay, so I find this absolutely hysterical. Okay. What was yesterday's number one holiday? Uh, Red Hair Appreciation Day or something like that? No, that was the last one that we celebrated. (laughs) The one that we couldn't figure out why it was yesterday. Uh, It was American Football Day, Uh right? So yesterday was American Football Day. Guess what, Matt? What? Today is Basketball Day. What? Yep. You know... Is we, this the start of the basketball season? I have no idea. <laughs> basketball is my least favorite sport. I really don't like it at all. You like frisbee golf better? 10,000 times better. <laughs> I would much rather watch somebody throw a frisbee into what looks like a chained up hoop than than basketball. <laughs> I like basketball. I hate basketball. And I think this is why, okay? Okay. As a cheerleader, you know, we didn't get to choose if we only cheered for football or basketball season. We had to cheer for both of them. And the sound of the basketball and the people running on the court, it's just too daggone loud. There's a lot of squeaks from the running. The squeak, squeak, squeak. And then it's just like, it sounds like the floor is hollow and it's just (laughs) all this banging and then you're it's in the winter basketball season is winter so you're in a gym where they're trying to keep you warm but then all these hot sweaty people running around and it stinks (laughs) and it's musty and it just there's not a whole lot of space in between the court and the bleachers so you're like right there yeah you definitely i don't think you ever have an outdoor basketball game either no unless you're like an open roofed basketball game yeah like you do baseball or football. No. Yeah. Unless you're just watching a pickup game at the park. And then... So so yesterday we couldn't really figure out why it was National American Football Day. Uh-huh. Didn't give us any kind of reason what we found anyway. But this one has a legitimate reason. Okay. Uh, today is unofficially National Basketball Day. It was on November 6th of 1861 that James Naismith was born. And James Naismith was the young physical education teacher at a YMCA in Massachusetts with bored students who needed an indoor athletic distraction during the winter. Okay. So he decided to nail two peach baskets to the balcony at both ends of a gymnasium 
and divided the students to toss a ball into those baskets. Hey. And thus, basketball was born. Okay. So. So at least it gives credence to the day. Yeah. As I understand opposed to yesterday. Now. It's still my least favorite sport <laughs> ever. I was ever. pretty good at it. Uh, my brother was really good at it because my brother was 6'6". And he was great. He was so good that at his high school, he was allowed to just leave class and go practice. Really? And it was to his detriment because he got failing grades, but they still passed him because he was the star athlete of the basketball team. Uh, That's awful. Yeah, it was bad. But uh, yeah, he was that good, though. He was very good. Uh, basketball never hmm. went anywhere uh he went to he went to a college i think in iowa but it didn't last very long well yeah because because yeah because he didn't because <laughs> he because there they weren't going to give him a free ride with the grades i feel like teachers <laughs> and administrators who do that just set the student up for failure yeah absolutely that's all um but hey that's kind of cool yeah he's he shattered a backboard before dunking which was pretty neat had a picture taken, put it on a t-shirt and everything. Do you know our best basketball player was the same height as me? Really? Uh-huh. Yep. His name was Holt Phillips. And mm. he was like, everybody, he was the only white kid on the basketball team. He was white as well? Yep. I am confused. I know. What kind of backwards alternate reality is this? But everybody knew. Pass it to Holt. Pass it to Holt. <laughs> He'll get it in. And I... Last year was the first year that my boys played basketball, and Cannon was like, I'm too short. I'm not going to be any good. And I was like, nope, not true. Not true. Let me tell you a little story about a man named Holt. Right? Uh, I played basketball in fifth grade. That was the last time I played like as a part of a team. Okay. My entire team strategy was, because I was taller than everybody else, Matt, you go stand at the other end by the goal we're going to get the ball, and we're going to hurl it down to you, and you put it in. So that requires you to catch the ball. Right. But it worked because we made it to the championship game. And then in that championship game, I did the coolest thing I've ever done, uh, at least up to that point, where I got the ball at some point before I got over to the other end. And I had this other dude who was taller than me coming at me to get that ball. And I made a successful behind-the-back bounce pass to my teammate who then put it up. It was an amazing assist that I'm still amazed. I got to see with my own eyes as I did it. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, But what stunk was we totally won that game. But the parents for the other team were the ones running the little board thing. And they did not give us two of our points. What? And we lost by two points. And so we had a bunch of lightweight Catholic school parents who said nothing. And we had to walk away losers, even though we had totally won the game. They even sat us down afterwards and said, look, we know we won. We know what happened. But we're just going to let it go. And I guess that was the Christian thing to do. I don't know. I don't really know. Not to make a big stink about it. I don't think that's the Christian it, thing to do. But. I don't, I don't think it is. I don't know. We need to have a discussion about that. Maybe it was the Catholic thing to do. Maybe not like today. <laughs> but seriously, this is something that's come up a few times yeah. recently. Like, 
we just allow people to do things that are wrong. Well, isn't that what the whole turn the other cheek thing is about? If they slap you in one cheek, turn in the other one? No, no, that's not what it's about. <laughs> that means do not go, do not offend against them. But if your brother is doing something wrong, you are supposed to come alongside them and kindly and lovingly Well, these aren't your brothers. These them. are your other people. These are your other people? These are the people that are not your brothers in Christ. So these are How do the you know? secular world. How do you know that they ain't your brothers? Pretty sure. And you can be an example. You can be like, hey, you know, y'all cheated. Y'all suck. <laughs> good example of we Christ. We actually won that game. Y'all, y'all are losers. <laughs> Just as Jesus told the Pharisees. <laughs> okay, so obviously not like that. But... Well, the Bible says someone steals your shirt, give them your coat. Or no, someone steals your coat, give them your shirt too. That's the whole thing. If someone perpetrates against you, doesn't the Bible imply that you're just supposed to be cool with it? I don't think it does. <laughs> I don't think it does. We're going to do some research and we're yeah, going to talk we about do, this. We do need to actually have a discussion on that. We're going to talk good. about this one day. Because I've never really sat down and thought about it until just now. Hey, we're still stuck on the first holiday. We we're are, 10 minutes Matt. into this segment. We are. So, let's breeze through the next two, all right? I, even though I feel like that's really bad for me to say. This one should have gotten all of the, like, discussion right. time. Jeez Louise. Today's election day, guys. Go vote, man. Go vote. Absolutely. You cannot complain about something that you're not willing to help change. Be the change. I'm serious. Yeah, I know. It's just... I'm still laughing at the fact that we spent 10 minutes on basketball day. I know. <laughs> and it's election day. <laughs> we should be talking about that. Hey, but I think we, we covered it really good. It's your right. We'll be talking about it more later. Somebody fought for that right. But hold on. Exercise. I think the next holiday is the most, most important one of the day. Don't you? you? No, know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. It's not pasta related. But it's so close. I mean, I feel like it's what? In the same. You're still Heck gonna, no! You're still gonna cover it with cheese. Aren't no, you? aren't you? No. <laughs> you put National Pizza Day beside National Nachos Day, which is mm, what today is. Know, I'm going with pizza all day long. I don't you can know. keep your nachos. I don't know. I feel like Ooh. I might go nacho. What if we had a nacho pizza? Uh, there's, I mean, taco pizza. Isn't that essentially the same thing? That's true. But that doesn't have the nacho cheese on top of it. I that's, feel like that's that... true. Nacho cheese is key. Yeah. I love nachos though, man. I oh. only... And I'm not talking about, I don't like, I don't like the movie theater or ballpark round nacho chip stale things with the gooey See, I fluorescent do like those. cheese. No. I do like those. I will make nachos that are equally as bad for me, but I will get, you know, some really good tortilla chips. I will get the queso, the Tostitos queso or something Mm -hmm. similar. Heat that up, pour that over, and then I will put taco meat on top of it that I've made myself. Uh, Green onion, uh, tomatoes, black olives. Oh, gosh. That's, That's the stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deidre, you need to put nachos on the menu for dinner one night this week. Oh, they're absolutely terrible for you. Um, I like Taco Villa's nachos, and that's about it. 
I don't like Taco Villa's nachos. What? No. You are nuts. I tried. I've tried them several times and every single time. I mean, they're not bad. Uh, and, and when you compare them to other fast food nachos, yeah. they're probably the best. Mm-hmm. But compared to real nachos, bleh. Yeah, no, but you, you know what's great about them? You what? don't have to make them yourself. <laughs> you true. go and pick them up. That's true. And they're I made guess. already. Whatever. Jeez. All right, Matt. That's all my holidays. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Backrow Baptist, full of over 3,000 one-liners about church culture and Christian life. It's a perfect gift for any churchgoer, and it's available in paperback for just $10.99 on Amazon. You can also get it on Kindle for $7.99. Sign for quote unquote. Do, 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 do. Have we done this before? Uh, Technically, we just haven't called it quote unquote. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Uh, All right. I did not uh, separate these between you and me, but we'll do every other one. That's cool with you. All right. So Matt Hammett said, I want to spend more time giving thanks for what I have than thinking about what I don't have. That's a good thing as we head into November. Uh huh. It's the first week of November. There's still time to get into that whole thankfulness mindset. But you've already missed the one thing you're thankful for a day thing on Facebook. Cause... Yeah, but we're still in the first week. <laughs> now, it doesn't count. You can't go back. You can't add seven on, or whatever. <laughs> we're on five. We can't add five. You can always go back, no. Matt. No. You are never you too it. far you gone. You start next year. Next year on November 1st. Whatever. Uh, Chuck Swindoll. Each day look for something humorous. Then laugh out loud. It helps flush out the nervous system. That is true. Uh, Hey, I know where you can find something humorous. What's that? Right here. I thought you were going to insult me. Because my immediate thing was, yo face. Yo face. I'm not mean. I'm pretty sure. All right. Tim Keller. Because a fish absorbs oxygen from water, not air, it is free only if it is restricted to water. If a fish is freed from the river and put on the grass to explore, its freedom to move and soon live is destroyed. Real freedom is finding the right restrictions. Ooh, that's deep. Boom. That's, oh gosh, that's such a big concept with recovery is... Uh, or even every man's battle put it that way too is all you need to stay within your corral you are free to move within your corral but if you exit that corral you're putting yourself in danger yeah yeah and uh so you'll live your best life restricted (laughs) it's true this one goes along with uh the most important holiday of today Joni erickson ta-da ta-da says believers can influence our world by exercising our right to vote do it lastly in touch says please no 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 doesn't say please at all no nope. peace <laughs> doesn't mean that everything is going right peace means that you're in a right relationship with the one who's in control hashtag truth all right let's get some onion not onion in this piece eh? Eh. i got two headlines one of them's real one of them's not okay well, you gotta tell me which one's what I got to tell you, my survival mechanism, my survival technique for this game is from now on going to be just pick the most obscure one. (laughs) All right. Well, let's see if that works for you. Okay. NASA fixes Hubble gyroscope by turning it off and on again. Or cryptic Long John Silver's campaign just says, you are the bait now. Oh, my. Which one's real, Mo? I'm going with NASA. Yep. 
Hubble's designers prepared for gyroscope failure by equipping the observatory with a backup. Unfortunately, when one of Hubble's gyroscopes conked out in early October, the backup didn't work as expected. It was rotating too fast and hence won't be able to hold the telescope in place when it needs to stay still and lock on to a target. NASA has since been able to reduce its rotation rates and fix its issues by implementing an age-old fix for malfunctioning electronics. Turning it off and on again. <laughs> I feel like there was somebody at NASA. Like, I can see it. it everybody's going nuts. What do we do? The backup's not working. What? Oh, somebody, look, you got to call this person. And somebody's sitting back at their desk thinking, did they turn do it we, on and off? Do we try off? turning it on and off again? No, that's too easy. I can't say. I can't be that person that says that. No. Uh, oh, well, the process does sound a thousand times more complex than simply pressing a switch, though. The Hubble team had to move the gyro around while switching it from a high rotation to a low rotation mode again and again in order to clear any blockage that might be preventing it from working properly. NASA will conduct a few more... Conduct a few more tests to ensure the backup can do its job during the routine science operations thus far. They seem optimistic that Hubble will be back in business in the near future. Hmm. Well, hey. (laughs) All right. It is Indie Music Tuesday, everybody. We are going to be sprinkling a little bit more of that independent Christian music that uh, maybe you don't get to hear all that often. Definitely not on mainstream radio. Uh, When we come back, life questions as your parents age. Stick around. Tuesday morning on our second hour of the morning. Glad to have you with us. And uh, today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Backrow Baptist. Put down that phone and instead bring this book into the bathroom with you. Perfect Thanks. reading material. And it's uh, you know made of paper, just you know, just in case. Uh, visit BackrowRadio.com and click on our store or just search for Please Don't Side Hug Me on Amazon. Uh, Having a hard time reading. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Five random facts. Let's hear them. Oh, is this me? That's you. Okay. All right. Number one, a person turns 10,000 days old when they have lived 27 years, four months, and 15 days. Oh, gosh. I'm older than 10,000 days I was old. thinking the same thing. <laughs> By a lot. Ugh. Yep. By five years? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yep. Okay, greyhounds can reach a speed of 43 miles per hour in six strides. Wow, Wow, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Why aren't the buses that fast? Right. (laughs) This is true. Chris took a greyhound bus from California to Tennessee. Yeah. To come back to me. Aw. Yep, I know. Then you have like city buses. I never experienced city buses until I lived in Albuquerque. And uh, I had to use them a few times. Gosh, that is a terrible form of transportation if you want to get somewhere fast. Is it? Yes. I had to get not very far. It wasn't like all the way across Albuquerque. I was in the same like quadrant of the city. I had to get from like this one bus stop near my house to like the courthouse. It took me two hours because they stop. Every two blocks. 
And there's always people. Mm-hmm. So it's just forever. Yeah. And they can't start driving until everybody sits down. Yep. And it's just, ugh. Yeah. It's awful. I don't think I would want to take a bus for my daily commute. Yeah. It doesn't you have to add so many, so many, you have to add hours to your day. Yeah. To do it. Yeah, I wouldn't. It would take you 15 minutes to drive there, and you have to add an hour and a half to take a bus. Part plus part of that is just waiting on the bus to show up, because they're like in 30 minute intervals. Well, and like you said, waiting for people to sit down. Yeah. I feel like that would start my whole day on the wrong foot. I would be like, "Shit, down! I have got to go." Oh. Apologies to people wearing earbuds. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, number three. A sunburn is the result of your skin cells committing mass suicide to protect you from their damaged DNA, which can cause cancer. Wow. Weird way to word that, but uh-huh. wow. It makes me feel really bad for every sunburn that I've ever had now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, skin cells. Right? Thank you for sacrificing yourself mm-hmm. for me. I appreciate you. <laughs> Number four, a study found that people are able to declare it is Monday or Friday correctly twice as fast as they can as they can on a Wednesday. So you know that it's You know Monday that it's Monday or Friday, or Friday but you're but you not certain sure if it's, if it's Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, no number before 1,000 contains the letter A. Yeah. I first read that and, I'm, and I had to go through it in my head because I didn't believe it. I'm like, one, two, three, four. Yeah, there's no letter A. And we kept going all the way up. No teens, no 20s, like, no 30s, yeah. 40s, 50s, 60s, yeah, 70s. Not until you actually put the word thousand in the number do you get a letter A. Isn't that crazy? That is kind of crazy. Something you've never thought about, right? Nope. Yeah. Never. Not even once. <laughs> All right, it's time for some artist updates. Uh, Chick-fil-A is well known for its Christian heritage. But now Crowder is pointing out that the chicken chain is even putting faith in its sauce packets. Crowder shared a picture of Chick-fil-A's signature sauce with the ingredient mustard seed highlighted in the <laughs> list of ingredients. Crowder posted, thank you, Chick-fil-A, for this blessing. You continue to amaze us. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Crowder, he's also getting into the instructional video craze. He shot a short video on Instagram titled How to Cook Animal Crackers and Ruin a Microwave with Me, Crowder. So go check that out on his IG. Uh, last thing, lastly, Casting Crown's Juan DeVevo, who we always bring up in this segment. Uh, he is uh, confessing. He posted, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. I asked for a water but accidentally put some lemonade in the bottom when I was getting my water. <gasps> But you know what I bet That's that was? so bad. You know what I bet that was? I bet that wasn't even his fault. Because usually the water is in the lemonade thing. And you have to push a weird button for the water to come out. You know, the dispenser itself. Yeah. And it always shoots out a little bit of lemonade as the water's coming out. Bet that wasn't even his fault. You were defending your brother. Yeah. Good for you, Matt. <laughs> I just feel better that Juan de Bevo is a sinner. <laughs> have you, have you, uh, have you ever done that? Have you ever like specifically gotten the water cup and filled it up with Sprite or something? No, because no. here's the thing: I don't trust water from those like the fountain dispensers. I just don't. Right. That's why. Wouldn't you say you're going to get water? And no. Then get Sprite? That, no. Because I would be the one. Because it's always a clear cup. 
that right. they give you for water. That's why you have to get Sprite. No, you get bubbles in Sprite. You can still tell that it's not water. But I would not be the one that they'd walk by you. and be like, yeah, so then what? <laughs> then they're going to walk by and be is like, uh, is that is that yeah. water? So then I'm lying again. Pro- prove it's not. <laughs> one sin without turns into another your, sin. Prove turns it's into- not without breaking your health codes, Mr. Server. Well, not Uh, only am I the better friend, I'm the better Christian. I haven't said I've ever done that. No, you just know all too well. I just know how to instruct everybody else how to do it. (laughs) I don't know what's better, sinning yourself or instructing others at how to sin. Probably not the latter. Uh, All right, I got a top list for you today. List. List. And uh, we got seven important life questions as your parents age. Oh, goodness. This one might actually get a little sad. Do we have to do it then? then? (laughs) Seriously? I don't have to, but it's already on here and I don't have anything to replace it. We're only seven minutes into this hour. (laughs) (sighs) So, number one, are you at peace with your parents? Nope. You don't. You don't really have to answer if you don't want to. Mo. <laughs> but now this is this is the kind of the reason I put this in here uh, is this is the kind of stuff that I am thinking about. Is my dad? We still don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, if you've been listening for a while, you know that he's got cirrhosis and he's really on the tail end of this thing, and he's on the liver transplant list. But he's also been given. Well, like a month and a half ago, he was given two months to live. Hmm. Now, he's not, it doesn't look like he's at the point where he's going to die in two weeks. But um, you just really don't know with this kind of stuff because it mm-hmm. can drastically change in hours. Yeah. Um, which it had been for, for it's felt like every other week, uh, just a few months ago. He would get drastically worse and then completely rebound and... There were days that we thought he was going to die right then and there, and then he was fine the next morning. So (laughs) as we sit, we don't really know what's going to happen. We don't really know if he's going to be here come Christmas time or anything like that. So, you know, these kind of questions of, you know, what do we do? You know, he's, (laughs) he's, he's most likely going to die soon. Are we ready for that Mm -hmm. in all these areas? So, uh, Number one, so I'm glad to say that that first question I can say yes. You know, uh, my dad and I didn't always have the greatest relationship. We weren't always at peace, uh, but it was actually my failures and my uh, consequences from my failures from a few years ago that brought us closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, because he had to drive me basically to the state uh, courthouse every couple months for a while, and it was just me and him. And we got to talk a lot of stuff out and kind of repair some things that had broken in the past and get on a good level. And so, you know, it's, it's been good. It's been a good relationship with him. And, uh, I think that's pretty important when you know that something's going to happen soon, but at the same time, you don't always know that something's going to happen soon. It could happen out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it's always good to be at peace with your folks. Uh, number two was, do you have a plan going forward? Uh, so I'm assuming this would be if they were directly uh, 
influenced by your life or vice versa. Um, of course, I don't live with my parents anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't need them. And <clears throat> my mother doesn't seem to be on any any chance of dying anytime soon. So she'd be taking care of his uh, mm-hmm. funeral arrangements or anything like that. And and uh, But I guess the plan that we have moving forward would be my mom would probably come live with us. Because I don't think she'd be able to afford living in their their house just on her social security. And we'll even, I guess, do you still get, do the spouses still get the other spouse's social security when they die? I feel like somebody told me that once. But I don't remember if that's true or not, or if that's still the case. Anyway. I don't know. Either way, I doubt that she'd want to live alone uh, if she didn't have to. So we have a spare bedroom. We've already talked about it and told her about it that she'd be more than willing to move in with us which she would love because she'd be around her grandkids all the time um i thought for sure my father-in-law would move in with us yeah didn't happen didn't want to nope uh yeah i remember chris telling me about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh number three are you actually having a conversation about the future so that's one thing about these situations is that sometimes especially when our parents know it's coming Something like something bad might be happening soon. Sometimes they clam up. Mm-hmm. They don't really want to talk about it because they don't really want to think about it, which is how we all really respond with with tragedy or fear or worries. Some people, some people are blabby and just tell everybody all their problems, and some people clam up and don't want to think about it and want to live in denial about it. Yeah, and uh, that's something you have to get around. Uh, four, have you seriously considered long-term nursing home insurance? This is a, this is a, the two ed, the double-edged sword of people living longer <laughs> is that more people are having to go to nursing homes and live there. Have you ever thought about that? I haven't. And it's actually really sad, but at the same time, for a lot of people necessary. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, uh, still with my dad, uh, he was he's getting to the point where he can't get up on his own. He yeah. can't bathe himself or anything like that. And my mom really can't keep taking care of him the way she's having to yeah. without destroying her own body, mm-hmm. destroying her back, trying to get him out of a chair or whatever. Luckily, we've been able to stopgap some things with getting him a uh, one of those chairs that lift him up to where he can stand on his own. Uh which has been good, and that's actually been the biggest lifesaver, I think, for my mom. Yeah. Because uh, there were times I've had to come over to get him up because she just couldn't, mm-hmm. and he couldn't get up on his own, like out of bed or anything like that. Um, do your parents have a living will? Uh, I feel like this used to be a common, super, super common thing for everybody mm-hmm. when we were kids. And now as we're getting to be adults, we're finding out that, our parents and, of course, ourselves, a lot of us don't have that. Yeah. Like, we don't have a will, but we're of the age that Deidre and I should. Yeah. I mean, we have kids. Mm-hmm. We should have a will. Yeah. We need to get it done. Uh, the only thing that we have, I think, is power of attorney if I uh, need her to sign something for me or yeah. something like that. I think or we only have a will whatever. because... Chris is military and they yeah. require you to have a will. Yeah. So, yeah. and that was something that we had to think about 
super early on before either one of us were even 20 years old had to oh, consider wow. yeah okay who's gonna have our children if yeah. something were to happen to us right so gosh yeah you should do that now not just your parents you should do it yeah everybody yeah you never know <clears throat> um do you have a working understanding with your siblings this is the big one that causes the problems afterwards mm-hmm. especially if there's inheritance involved uh my wife works for a financial company and it seems like every week there's something going on where two siblings who both inherited money from parents but they didn't have it specifically set to who gets what mm-hmm. they just they were left to split it among themselves have these big fights where one wants more than the other or one's making decisions without the other one's input or or one just comes in and takes all the money out and cuts out the other person entirely yeah uh this just yeah and a lot of siblings don't get along uh my brothers and i do not typically get along all that well and uh i feel like if we added money into it (laughs) it would be even worse yeah luckily my folks don't really have any money to pass on to us so it won't be a problem (laughs) you know and i feel like it Uh, it in these kind of situations Money is almost the least of, of the things. Then you have stuff. And True, yeah. Well, but I want that. I sat down yeah. with mom and she told me a story about this one day and so it should be mine. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Even, I feel like even the best of siblings in these kind of situations are sure. going to... See, I don't know what it is. Um, we don't really have a lot of sentimental things. No. And I don't know if it's because we just didn't ever make any kind of connections with stuff or if it was the fact that my mother had so much stuff. Yeah. Like she wasn't a hoarder, but she just bought all kinds of things that she thought were going to be sentimental things to the point where we just had all this weird sentimental garbage around the house all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and none of it had any real memory attached to it. it. Like, it itself was supposed to be the sentimental thing because it had a poem about my son or something like this, but it wasn't a poem my mom wrote. Right. And she didn't paint it onto this plate. She just bought a plate that had a poem on it. And I'm yeah. like, I, I don't really have a connection to this. You, I mean, you read the poem and you liked it and you thought you agreed with it, but that doesn't have any bearing on our actual relationship. Right. <laughs> So we have all this kind of faux memory stuff that has ultimately been shoved in storage and, you know, left. Yeah. Nowhere. And forgotten about. Yeah. There's very there's very few things that we have that are actually sentimental beyond just photo albums mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. So... I think we're going to be <laughs> a little bit lucky in the fact that we don't have to deal with a lot of that. Be all right. <laughs> uh, and lastly, are you working hard to make sure your parents keep active and continue living? Uh, yeah, as as parents get older. Because my parents, my parents had me when they had already had two children. And those two children were already teenagers mm-hmm. and you know or well close to being teenagers and they didn't expect me so <laughs> i was later in their later in their life when they thought they weren't able to have children anymore and 
In fact, I think the doctor told my mom that. Said, you, you, you can't have any more children. And so they just stopped worrying about yeah. birth control or anything. Yeah. And sure enough. Um, but so I guess my, my, my parents are older than what most typical people in this generation have. Mm-hmm. You know, they usually have younger parents. So mine are already like great grandparents. Mm-hmm. And they're already retired and they're already kind of towards the, well, my dad, of course, especially towards the end of his life. Um, and getting them active <laughs> at all, not, not even counting just my dad's issues in the last couple of years with the cirrhosis and everything, getting them active at all is nearly impossible. Yeah. Because they're at the point where the things they like to do are the only things they're going to do, you mm-hmm. know, and they like to sit and watch old movies and eat mcdonald's and even though that's similar to my life (laughs) i I feel like uh i feel like i shouldn't be encouraging them to get up and do more to keep them healthier i don't know if it would have helped my dad earlier on if that uh but i know the cirrhosis he got was from a fatty liver yeah you know and when when i was a kid both my parents were very big Mm -hmm. they're not very big now uh, but they were they were just as big as I am now, uh, unfortunately, which is large. Um, and exercise was never a big thing in my household growing up uh, because they didn't do it, so they didn't encourage me to do it. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like we're on this flip flop of well, I don't do it all that much, so how can I encourage them to do it? Right. <laughs> uh, I did go this week. Hey, hey, I went this last week. Good job. One time, and then I forgot. To set my alarm the second time I planned to go, but <laughs> I did go once, Good job. which is a hundred percent more than it's like six months in the rearview mirror. Good job, so, man. That's yeah, all it takes. Keep going. One time 40, and then keep 40, going. 45 minutes on a treadmill. Good job. Way to go. Listening to our morning show. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Keep doing it. Uh, keep it up. That's the plan. But then I also feel like they're. Just like what you were saying with your dad, you can be the most active person and it may or may not change right. the outcome. It may or may not. Uh, Chris's dad is 11 years older than, was 11 years older than Chris's mom. And Chris's dad has always had health problems of one form or another. Yeah. And we just always assumed, okay, Jerry will be the one to go first. We never, ever, ever in a thousand years considered that Julie would yeah. pass away before yeah. Jerry. And she was healthy. She was, um, she ran around and cared for her, her grandson every day. So she was, she right. was active, yeah. you know, and it just <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, that's true. That's yep. why you need a living will, folks. This is true. Brought to you by Dave Ramsey's Living Will Service. No. <laughs> I was going to say, really? He does encourage people to get living wills. I know that. And uh, with that, I guess we're in this hour. It's Indie <laughs> Music Tuesday. Uh, we've got some more of the independent Christian music coming your way. Find some of these lesser known groups and put them in your personal rotation. When we come back, October surprise. But Stick it's around. November. What?
Welcome back. Back Row Morning Show here on this third hour. I'm glad that you are with us. It's Matt and Mo here in the studio for the Back Row Radio Show. <laughs> Yo. uh, Lots of O-O-O-O-O's. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Please Don't Side Ug Me, the best of Back Row Baptists. It is like the internet, except better because it's also technically literature. Make yourself look smarter and holier by reading a book in public. Visit BackRowRadio.com and click on our store or go to Amazon and search for Please Don't Side Hug Me. Alrighty, so here's the news. Stacy Truman, the cafeteria manager at Kingston Elementary School in Virginia Beach, Virginia, wanted to offer some inspiration to her students, so she started writing down little messages of encouragement on the bananas that she served at lunch. Truman says that since she always writes messages of love on the bananas that she gives to her own kids, she wanted to provide the same daily dose of motivation to the youngsters at Kingston. The students have affectionately called her healthy treats talking bananas. The Truman says uh, that they are almost always gone by the time lunch is over. That's awesome. Isn't that nice? Not only spreading encouragement, but healthy eating habits. <laughs> Good for her. Way to go, Stacey Truman. But it reminds me of an episode of Community. Did you ever watch Community? Mm-mm. Community, there was a, it's a bunch of different people from Community College. And there was one where the friends was trying to get the, a girl named Britta to... Britta? Yeah, <laughs> like the filter. To, <laughs> to detox from this bad relationship that she has with basically a carny. Okay. And... The whole thing was she gave she gave her friends her phone, said, don't let me have my phone. Well, later in the night, she's trying to convince them, what if my what if my parents have died? You're not even checking my phone. What if my parents have died? (laughs) And she goes, "Okay, you stay right here. I'm going to go check your phone. She goes over to a drawer and opens it. Well, then Britta runs in and reaches in, grabs it. Give me my phone. She pulls out a banana. She says, read the banana, Britta. It says, you are a lying junkie. (laughs) 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 So that's what I think of when I think of writing a message on a banana. (laughs) I don't think Stacey's putting that on her bananas. Uh, All right. It turns out that saying thank you or simply thanks or expressing gratitude by any other means can provide an immediate, gratifying, and even sustained boost of happiness. The research comes from Martin Seligman, Ph.D., the director of the Positive Psychology Center at the University of Pennsylvania. Seligman and his team asked 411 participants to perform a variety of so-called happiness interventions or tasks believed to boost happiness levels. In one intervention, participants were asked to write thank you letters to people from their past and then hand deliver them. According to Seligman, the folks who completed this task continued to float on a happier altitude an entire month later. Hmm. Yeah. So being thankful, man. Yeah. Pretty sure that's how God designed it, right? Yeah. All right, and we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. A baby girl born less than two months ago already has a nice-sized college fund thanks to KFC. The chicken chain announced uh, this past Tuesday that they have found a winner for their baby Harland naming contest. Harland Rose. Named after KFC's founder, Colonel Harland David Sanders. Founder. What did I say? Founder. Founder. Yeah. Found Flounder, Colonel Harlan <laughs> David Sanders. 
She was born eight pounds, one ounces on September 9th. Her parents were awarded the $11,000 in prize money to go towards their baby's tuition, uh, which is 11000 because of the 11 herbs and spices. Oh, okay. uh, the contest, which asked families to name their child born on September 9th, which is the colonel's birthday, uh, after the founder, was started when the chain discovered that the name Harland was not as popular as it once was. But Harland is a boy's name. <laughs> <laughs> but they did not limit it to boys, and of course, a girl won. Baby girl, Harland Rose. Fairly certain they're just going to call her Rose. <laughs> they, could, they could call her Harley. Well, that's true. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, Harley works. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I can see that. But I think she it's does cute. still have to live with Harland. Yeah, on, on but her I guarantee license. you, it's going to make a comeback, <laughs> and it's going to end up being a more common female name than male name now. You guarantee this? I'm guaranteeing it. <laughs> All right. I actually like it. I like the name Harland. <laughs> it's weird. I like it. It's a weird name, even for a boy's name. I like it. If you like. All right. So every every now and then on Tuesday, we just decide to talk about it. Oh Lord. Ugh. So let's do it. The October surprises. Uh, so today is the big voting day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the most hyped midterm election I can even remember. Uh, of course, uh, I'll be staying up tonight to see the results. But we always hear the one term uh, as the election approaches, which is called the October surprise, which is the one big thing that will happen in October that will shift the balance of the voters one way or another. Yeah. There's always something that pops up. But this year, it seems like there has been an unending stream of so-called October surprises. Uh, but the big one that people were waiting for hasn't happened, which is surprising in and of itself and actually constitutes its own October surprise, but in reverse of what people were expecting. So have you been keeping up at anything with all this stuff? I have. Like yeah. watching it every single day. It's almost impossible to not, right? Yeah. No, I haven't been. No? I'm sorry. <laughs> <You're a jerk>. <laughs> <laughs> it really is almost impossible, though. Uh, so first was the Kavanaugh thing. You, you know about that at least, right? Nope. Justice Brett Kavanaugh? Oh, yep. I okay. do know. There I had to read more of what it was. <laughs> but yes. Where, she, where he was accused of uh, basically a rape accusation mm-hmm. by a woman named Christine Ford, uh, which, of course, is nothing to joke about. We're not trying to make light of it. Uh, but it became a very polarizing thing between Republicans and Democrats. Uh, Republicans had the argument that the Democrats sat on that for months because the whole Brett Kavanaugh thing ha- started in in the summer where it looked like he was going to be one of the nominees. And according to Christine Ford, she had sent this letter in to, I don't remember who it was, but a prominent Democrat in July. And they sat on it until late September when it looked like he was going to be confirmed and immediately threw it out there. And so that was their big thing is like, if you really cared about this woman, why did you wait months to bring it up? Yeah. It looked like clearly this was a political move and nothing else. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then she had problems with her story where she couldn't quite remember a lot of things and all the people that she said was there said that the thing didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that she did remember was that it was definitely this person that did it, but she didn't remember pretty much anything else. Right. Uh, So, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to say that she's lying 
per se, because that's a dangerous slope to get on. But uh, definitely nowhere near conclusive enough and definitely no evidence, no corroborating evidence whatsoever. Right. Not even with the witnesses, Mm -hmm. so-called. And they were saying just because this accusation happened, Brett Kavanaugh shouldn't be put on the Supreme Court. Even though he had nothing else in his background, there had already been six FBI background checks. Like when you're you're going to be on the Supreme Court, the FBI doesn't just do a basic, you know, run a basic background check like we would do at like the church for someone who's going to be working the nursery right. or something like that. They they go and talk to pretty much everybody they can prove you've ever had any kind of friendship or relationship with in your entire life, and judge to see if you're fit. And so there have already been six of those into his past, and not one of them brought up anything even remotely negative that would have kept him off that job. And so everyone thought that this was a referendum on Trump as well, and then Trump, of course, coming out and supporting Kavanaugh mm-hmm. uh, blatantly uh, towards the end, just blatantly saying that it was a whole partisan thing. So that was the first thing, which didn't go the Democrats' way. Uh, then we had the mail bombs. You've heard about those, I'm sure. I have. The mail bombs that came out with a mm-hmm. rabid nutball Trump supporter. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, he that's was. That's an accurate way to put he it. He was a rabid nutball Trump supporter. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, sent all these weird pipe bombs mm-hmm. to a bunch of prominent Democrats and CNN and I think they were still finding some this weekend, even after he'd already been arrested, that were uh, still coming in. I don't think any of them ever actually got to their intended target, let alone exploded. Right. Uh, Thank goodness. But that was crazy at first, too, because... Every you know, some of the Republicans were inciting, "Oh, this is this is fake." They're sending themselves these things to make it look like the Did Trump side. Did they really is, say that? Oh I, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Both sides are getting nuts. Uh, then crazy dude last week opened mm-hmm. fire in a synagogue, and uh, yeah, and killed a few people, which was just absolutely tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was made political again with the news insinuating that this is because of Donald Trump because Donald Trump's racist. Okay. But if you fast forward, or if you rewind earlier this year, or maybe it was in the last year when Trump moved our, our UN or whatever, moved our uh, ambassador um, building to Israel mm-hmm. and did a whole bunch of things for Israel and made a stand for Israel that no other president in recent past has made. Yep. They were criticizing him them for that, for being too pro-Jewish Jew, culture. <laughs> and now he's supposed to be responsible for this. And so they, they erased that by saying, well, it's because he has hateful rhetoric. Everybody's just getting crazy and mad. And so he's responsible now for anybody who gets mad and does something violent. Of course. And so they can put, put that on. The Democrat side, too. If any yeah. Democrat gets mad and does something, it's because of Trump's rhetoric. He's just making everybody nuts. Uh, and look, I'm not a 100% Trump supporter myself, but a lot of this stuff is just getting Crazy. desperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, desperately nuts. Out of uh, control. 
so the, and then the, now the latest one is this caravan of thousands of migrants from Central America who all spontaneously decided on the same day to start walking to America to seek asylum. And they're going to show up pretty much now. Right. <laughs> and time for the election, which seems weird. Uh, it makes you wonder questions like how are these people eating and using the restroom and, and, uh, you know, that's a big trip for mm-hmm. thousands of people. There's gotta be some money involved. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, where's that coming from? <laughs> then you've got the timing of it, which is weird. Uh, there are theories out there that this is funded by George Soros or one of those other big rich Democrats, in order to make it seem like Trump is a failure on the illegal immigration thing to his own base. Like, where's that wall? That's the one thing he hasn't really done that he promised. We haven't gotten that wall yet. And so they think that this caravan coming into America is supposed to be like, hey, Republicans, look, they haven't done that thing that they want, that you wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So don't vote for him or don't vote for the Republicans anymore. Uh, but I, I, I have no idea if that's anywhere near true. Uh, it is just weird. The timing of it, the timing and publicity of it is strange. Reasoning behind it. I have no idea. So the one thing that everyone was expecting though, was the Robert, uh, Mueller investigation Mm -hmm. into whether or not Trump had ties to Russia during the election. This has been going on for months, and everyone expected that Mueller was going to drop in in October and say, Aha! Here's the proof. And uh, that was going to be that. And we're all still waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's happened yet. Uh, I've heard people like Rush Limbaugh say that, you know, his sources are telling him not to expect anything out of this Mueller investigation, that they have nothing tying Trump to it. Uh, Then I've heard other Democrats saying that they have something that he's already subpoenaed the president, but they just don't have it ready yet. And that it's probably going to come after the election, which I'm assuming it would have to, unless it's happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, And we missed it, (laughs) but it's just, uh, so that kind of becomes, like I said, it kind of becomes an alternate October surprise in the favor of the Republicans and that everyone was expecting it to happen and it didn't. Right. And that was the surprise. And (laughs) so, you know, there's been a big talk of a blue wave coming and now I don't know, you know, Democrats were supposed to sweep in and take both of the Senate and the house. And I don't know that that's going to happen in either case now. I don't know. It's weird. You know, you got polls, polls saying one thing or another, but we had that, Two years ago, saying that Hillary was a 92% chance of getting the presidency. Right. <laughs> the day of, that's what they were announcing the polls said. And gosh, that went just wrong. Look, again, I didn't vote for Trump, and I didn't think Trump was a good candidate. I did maybe think he was the lesser of the two evils at the time. But I do get a little bit of joy going back and watching those videos of all the different news organizations and whatever as they find out or as they start to realize Trump's going to win the election 
Have you seen any of those? Know. Or like of Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert had an election night thing where they were all waiting for and it to happen. they were all just waiting for... And it for, was gonna, yeah. definitely going to be Hillary. They were celebrating it. Yep. Or this big video on there with all the compilation of everyone saying there's no way Trump's ever going to win the presidency. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, yeah. It's such a... I don't know. I don't think it's because it was a Republican that won or anything that made that it makes me happy because I'm not a Republican technically. Uh, but it was that <laughs> it was that that everyone was so sure and that they had to eat crow <laughs> on live TV. That that's just I got a sick enjoyment out of that. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be known as the biggest upset in American history. Oh, like, absolutely. In 50 years or whatever. And even, <laughs> even using a double meaning of that word, upset, even most of the people that voted for Trump were upset that he was in the position. <laughs> they just had no other choice. It's true. That's the problem with our two-party system. It's true. But that was, it was just so weird that how it happened. Um, because the party itself wasn't taking Trump as serious at all. Yeah. I still remember, I think it was the second Republican debate. Where they had like the there were nine people I think uh, on these things, and they were in the back and they were pulling out balls to see who was going to be asked the first question or something, who was going to be introduced first. That's what it was, and they pulled out Trump's name and they laughed at it. They're all Donald Trump, <laughs> and they threw it across the room. And I'm like they were just so blatant about the fact that they were taking him weren't taking him seriously at all, and somehow he got the nomination. <laughs> And won the highest office in the land. Hmm. It's just such a str- it was such a strange year. Yeah, it was such a strange election. But can I just say, like, the one thing that I want to say about all of this? Do it. And I don't know. It's not. It's definitely not ending this portion of our show on a high note. But <laughs> watching all of these you know, on news coverage, all of these stories and and hearing about them. It really makes me sad that not once did I equate it to the election. Not once did I think all these things are happening because of the election, because it is just the society that we live in. It does seem like the norm. Yeah. It is just what happens now. And it, just think about it. Trump's been president for two entire years. Yeah. And I feel like it's been nonstop crazy two, story yeah. after crazy story. Yep. Since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has. About how America's divided. Yeah. And yeah. it sucks. Right. It, I mean, there's no other word for it other mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. it sucks. Mm-hmm. To think of where we were, what, 15 years ago? No, 18 years ago? Gosh. Yep. Yeah. 17. Uh-huh. Yeah. And to now, it just, it's really sad. Yep. All because of one person who may or may not be in our leadership role for four years. Like, we can't all come together for four years and agree to disagree. Right, we can't. And just respect one another <laughs> enough. We have to live in a society of absolute turmoil for four years because we can't agree. Right. We can't respect each other enough. Yeah, it nuts. sucks. It's, it's dumb. Nuts. It is dumb. It is nuts in America these days. It is. It really is. Chris told me the other day, let's just go get our kids and we'll stay in our house 
for the rest of our lives. Just the five <laughs> just of treat, us. Just treat the rest of the world like it's purge every day. Right. Just stay home. Lock the stay doors. Stay home. Um, yeah. And so you can't even use the, 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 the thought of, oh, it's just because we're older and more aware of it now. No, it's clearly different. Yeah. It's clearly worse than it's ever been yeah. in any of the living generations that we have mm-hmm. uh, right now. I, you know, well, I, I don't know if I can say that actually, because we have people that were around still that were in World War II or whatever. It might have right. been, been a lot worse then. I don't know. But politically, within our own country, I, I feel like if there was ever going to be another civil war, mm-hmm. it would be happening soon. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> it's just so partisanly divided. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no semblance pretty much on either side, because I can't give Republicans a pass either, conservatives a pass. Yeah. That there's no semblance of wanting to make peace. Nobody is saying, let's come together, let's heal. It's I am in large for Pete's sake politically in large. Let's all have a mo party. <laughs> <laughs> it is shame mo day. It is shame mo day. Gosh. <laughs> so there we go, folks. We talked about it, and uh, can we not talk about it anymore? Please. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know what's gonna happen tonight. I guess you know. I guess the best thing for peace, anyway, to happen tonight is that the Democrats do better. Because then we're going to have a lame duck session for a few years. Yeah. And nothing's going to get done. So nobody's going to get mad. Everyone's going to get perturbed that they their thing's not getting done. But nobody's going to be outraged that something's being done that they don't like. You know what I mean? I have no <laughs> hope anymore, Matt. Like... If I'm just being really honest, my hope is in uh, Jesus, and that's it. That's where it's got to be, man. I'm just ready for him to come back. Oh, yep. <sighs> all right. Well, I hope you're all sufficiently depressed. Because <laughs> I am. I mean, really. Yeah. Thanks for that. No problem. I appreciate it. We had to talk about something. It's you know what? Day here. Let's, let's day. try to turn this hour around <laughs> and end on a good note. Okay. Going back to our Ask Us Anything segment of the show. All right. Whoop, whoop. Okay. So we started this yesterday where our listeners get to ask us anything. And today's question is When did something start out badly for you, but in the end, it was great? Hmm. When did something start out badly for you? But in the end, it was great. I would say radio. Oh. Because my first job in radio was garbage. <laughs> uh, I had to come in. Number one, the only I could only get a part-time job uh, when I needed to be working full-time. So I had to come in and I had to <laughs> shred 20 years Worth of files, employee files, because the government had come out with this new thing that you weren't allowed to keep any files that had social security numbers on Mm -hmm. them beyond a certain amount of time. Yep. And we had this backlog of 20 years worth, which every year had multiple boxes, big, long file boxes full. And I had to sit there with this tiny little desk shredder and shred a whole bag and empty out the bag which would be done in you know 20 minutes at the most (laughs) and then put that bag in a bigger bag and keep doing this and i had to do that for four months it took four months sounds about right and i'm like this is not what i envisioned 
when I thought I was going to be working in radio. And then after that, the radio station I was working for was going under. And so they kept me on and they gave me a full-time position, but they kept adding to my responsibilities without giving me more pay or more time to do them in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I initially started with traffic, which is not car traffic. It's it's what they call placing the commercials and planning out the the schedule of the show or of the airplay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would be doing that, which was a difficult job that I'd never done before, but I got it pretty quickly. Uh, and then I had to help with like programming, which I'd never done before. Then I had to start writing commercials. Then I had to start being a voice of commercials, which was cool. I like that part. But then they fired our bookkeeper oh. and expected me to do that. And I probably could have figured it out. If the system that they were using wasn't from the 80s. Like, it had to open up in a window that was still black and green. Oh, gosh. Like, it had to emulate one of those old computers just to function. <laughs> Which means there's no mouse. You can't use a mouse. You have That's to right. use computer. You have That's to use right. all keyboard stuff. The cursor keys and, oh, yeah. And it was a disaster. I'm glad the business was already going under because if it wasn't, it would have been my fault. Uh, then I was also the janitor. So I had all these things to do every day. It was, it was just tiring and awful. Uh, and then I left <laughs> the radio station after that. So, but I got my foot in the door and it did give me a love for radio because uh, a lot of the stuff I did like doing. I like doing traffic. I loved writing commercials and voicing commercials. Uh, and of course, I love the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's always been in the back of my head of something I would love to be involved in radio. Mm-hmm. And so when God opened these doors to start our own station with Back Row Radio, I leapt at the chance and... It's a lot of work right now because uh, I'm finding myself in that same situation of having to do all the all, all the, the jobs, but <laughs> but uh, I do love it. Uh, it's turned out really good, and I have we're just starting. You know, I don't know where God's going to take it. It's only been a few months that we've been on the air. To be fair, you won't let anyone else do any of the jobs. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're. Slight what is the, control freak. Yeah, that's what it, I was about to say. What's the term? <laughs> control freak. Yeah. yeah I, I am. I want things to go my way. I have a feeling that if we grow to the point where we have an actual paid staff mm-hmm. that can do that and maybe a space somewhere, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be able to let it go at that point. But until then... I don't know that you could. Matt. I will be up every single night <laughs> doing the traffic for the next day. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that you could. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, Mo? When um, did something start out badly for you, but in the end, it was great? So my first thought is moving to Clovis. Oh, okay. Clovis, New Mexico. If you don't know, that's mm-hmm. where we live. Yep. I think. Um, you know, we had just done four years in Italy. Prior to that, we were in North Carolina. We were only five hours away from our family. So right. long weekends, Labor Day weekend, Memorial weekend, Thanksgiving, Christmas, we were still able to go home and spend all those big holidays with our families. Right. And, um, then we pull in to Clovis and there is 
nothing. <laughs> like barren desert, as far I, as I can see. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember pulling in, um, you know, just on the other side of Texaco, and Clovis has actually built up quite a bit in the last six years. But when we were on sixty eighty four driving in and saw the first sign for Cannon Air Force Base, I was like, okay, but it's like, it's an hour away still, right? They can't, they really can't be putting us out here in the middle of absolute nowhere, right? There's no way. And then we pull up and there's the base. And my mom had just happened to call me. We moved here in August. And so everything was like, it wasn't a particularly wet year that year. Everything was dead. Just dried up and dead. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and my mom called me and she said, so how is it? And I cried. Oh, I said, there's nothing green. I am looking at trees that are dead. They're brown. (laughs) The grass is brown. There is no grass. And I just cried and cried. And I said, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it here. (laughs) Um, and that's how I felt for the first probably year and a half or so. Um, but then I really kind of figured, you know what? And to be honest, for the first year and a half, Chris was gone. He was in training in Alamogordo, which is four hours away. That's right, yeah. So it was just me and the kids here in a new place and trying to get our footing and get a house set up and figure out what church we're going to go to and get the kids in school. And yeah, it was tough. It was tough. But we've been here over six years now. Yeah. and kind of coming up on our tail end we know that we have a couple years left here and it kind of makes me sad to think that we won't be here indefinitely shut your mouth i know you will be here forever (laughs) so i mean but in the end when you think about everything that clovis has given us and the experiences that we've had here and yeah it it'll be sad to leave it'll be sad to leave i would hope so I mean, I'll be really glad to go back to Tennessee where it's pretty, (laughs) where we have all kinds of foliage and and trees and all four seasons. But I'm, if I could like, some of those seasons are overrated, Mo. No, they're not. All you need is summer, more summer, warm autumn, (laughs) two days of winter, and then summer again. No, see, I like all four seasons. I really do. Yeah. I but by really. the end of each season I'm like, "Oh, I hate this." <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. Then the season changes. <laughs> I live I live in utter fear of summer in New Mexico. Because it gets sometimes some years it gets brutally hot. It does. Like this year wasn't really that bad. It didn't get super hot. No. And I even didn't have an air conditioner in my truck this year that worked. And I, I still didn't find myself that miserable. Yeah. But like 2 years ago, I remember there was a stretch of like a month where we hit 105 like mm-hmm. every day. Yep. And even with an air conditioner, you were miserable because your car couldn't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that being awful. I will <sighs> say, though, what I love about New Mexico, the weather in particular, shade works mm-hmm. here. Like you can go and I think it's because of the humidity versus dry. Like right. It's very dry here. We don't have a lot of humidity but when you go into the shade it can be 105 degrees mm-hmm. directly in the sun but you go into the shade and you're significantly cooler. right it's easily 20 degrees cooler yeah yeah and you don't feel miserable yeah like we went to california for the summit 
and it was hotter than it typically is at that time. But it was also humid, mm-hmm. which it normally isn't that humid. Yeah. It was ridiculously humid. I was sweaty and gross and hot. Yeah, I think by no the end of the day, we were, we were all like, yeah. <sighs> we all stunk, but it was okay because we all, all stunk. stunk. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just awful. Yeah. You couldn't get away from it even in the shade. Yeah. It just felt just, ugh. Yep. It was awful. Yeah, so I do like that part too. Yep, so I think that's my <laughs> something that started out badly, but in the end was great. All right, well, yep. it is Indie Music Tuesday. We've got some more independent Christian hits coming your way. Stick around. We'll be back in a little while to close out the show. morning show as we round out our show for the day we've got your bible verse and thought for the day bible verse for the day is ephesians 1 9 and 10 he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under christ And our thought for the day comes from Revive Our Hearts. They remind us the way to see the truth about sin is to see it in the light of who God is. When we gaze upon the brilliance of his untarnished holiness, we become acutely aware of the hideousness of our sin. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com. Thank you for... Oh, sorry. I'm jumping into your lines. (laughs) Thank you to today's sponsor, the book, Please Don't Side Hug Me, The Best of Backrow Baptist. I was in a groove. I just had to keep going. (laughs) Well, what's the final word? Oh, gosh. I don't know. It should be go vote because it's voting. Oh, yeah. Go vote. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. That's it for today's show. (laughs) If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.